0: Welcome to the Business of Property podcast. I'm Simon. I'm Stuart. We're both property people running our own businesses. This podcast is just us chatting, as we often do, about anything and everything property. This week, Stuart, I think uh, you mentioned you wanted to continue on your your story about bounce-back loans. So uh, I'm just going to hand straight over to you to, to get going on that. <laughs>
1: Well, thanks, Simon. Yeah, I was just, uh, well, we,
0: we were discussing the the
1: prospect of maybe making this an explicit episode just because the amount of swearing I've done recently, but uh, on, on this particular subject, but I'll refrain. So anyone with children, don't worry, I shall, uh, I shall hold myself in check. Yeah, so bounce back loan. So the bounce back loan experience for me has been very good, it was very quick, got the cash very quickly. Uh, I think we spoke previously about the fact that, uh, you yeah, know, for me, a little bit of a frustration that Obviously, the government had to fully back it and and you know cover the cover the loan itself before the banks would release the funds. And now that's why you know access to that capital got easier because there was zero risk to the bank. But that aside, I guess for someone that that needed funds, at least you know that money has come in, and so so that's that's been a really positive. I guess when we're talking about bounce back loans, where where this takes me is when we spoke about mortgage payment holidays one of the things that you and I talked about was that um you know I'm I'm sort of quite highly reticent to take a mortgage holiday because I think there will be repercussions regardless of what banks say and you know just to underscore what we said pre-episode if I need to take a mortgage mortgage holiday I absolutely will and that may happen as as we'll come on to when we talk about our current uh rental uh, properties and, and people that are in my case missing um but the, the, the thought that repercussions would happen has, has actually happened to me this week. So I've been working on a, so the property project that I've been working on in Croydon, the, the, the flip, which is less of a flip and a, well, I won't call it a flop because, uh, you know, it's, it's going well. We're about to finish the works. Well, it's on a bridge. So we're trying to get out of the bridge and we've been trying to refinance that actually for the last few months. And obviously since middle of March, that's kind of taken a back seat because while the banks deal with um, everything else. Anyway, that came back online a couple of weeks ago. And I, I guess just to summarise, essentially I've got an email this week via the broker just to say that the mortgage offer that um, was on the table from TMW has been declined. And their rationale for that was that, was well,
0: the reason they used was that I've had a bounce-back loan. Yeah, it's, um, I mean... I, I guess I can understand it because it's another debt to you or, or your company in this case and that has to be repaid at some point and they've got to check the the cash flow implications of that and and things but to just blanket decline based on the fact that you have one seem does seem a bit harsh I mm. so I've I've anecdotally seen other people talking about uh, TMW taking obscure or picking up on obscure things to to give them an excuse to, to turn down loans recently. Yeah. So I, I wonder if they are just, just being extremely oversensitive. I, think, I mean, I think so. I, to try and be fair to them,
1: I think what they're saying is it, it signifies other challenges around sort of personal debt. I mean, the irony for me is, you know, that bounce-back loan has been sort of pushed aside and has actually been used to cover off any more costly debt so it's it's actually going to be used for things that would cost more more money percentage-wise. So it's actually put me into a better uh, financial position or fiscal position for want of a simpler phrase. And so, so I you know, I, I guess where they, you know, I understand where they're sort of coming from, but without a sort of conversation or being able to explain it, it's, it gets very challenging. And, you know, I, I agree with what you've just said, and I've experienced this with other banks, actually. I've experienced this with Paragon where, I I, I get the sense that they just didn't want to loan at this time. And there was sort of one line from my broker where he said that he he spoke to them about it to appeal it. And they just said that the decision's final. Um, But my broker said, you know, this is something that's completely new to me. And he was told that it's only something they've introduced during the pandemic. And I guess this is where my ire comes from because they're saying it's because of the pandemic. Well, actually, you know, everything that we're, you know, that we're doing is to try and, you know, get ourselves through the pandemic. So, yes, we might have a bounce back loan or some people may have the, um, you know, business uh, interruption loan scheme, the the C-bills, which is really just to get us out the other side. You know, in this scenario, we're adding a lot of value to a property, significant value. You know, we bought it for lower than what we believe the market would 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 have taken for it so mm. you know if they've got a first charge on this property I don't think it's a high risk position I think it's a very low risk position and you know that's that's my frustration because I feel now that we're suffering because we've taken help that's been offered to us to ensure that we survive so yeah. and I guess that would just bring me around to my final point on it because I'm not going to get too high up onto the to the soapbox <laughs> but is. You know that's that's the challenges that we were, you know, we we were told to you know use these things to get us through these situations, and now they're backfiring, and and this is why I think the mortgage holiday is as great as it is, and why you know on the initial, you know, the message of of take a mortgage holiday it sounds really good as a someone that's got lots of mortgages, you know that that soon got. You know, you know dampened by the the thought that well actually if in three months time I need to remortgage or refinance with the same bank will they view me the same way and my view was no then this kind of I guess really you know, pr- it, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. yeah
0: yeah confirms com- confirms that view yeah it's unfortunate that you, you've taken you've actually done the the more responsible thing by taking out the loan because it's improved your situation it's helped you you get through the the period while you you need the extra support rather than um I, I know more catastrophic results that could have happened without that support and uh, and yet your your business is being being penalised for it
1: yeah I mean you know the funny thing is you know you say that Simon is is that's it I think you know the that the bounce back loan you know w- without the bounce back loan I still think we'd be fine because you know we're like everyone else we're battening down the hatches we've re- you know we removed all costs and we, we spoke about that on a recent episode you know both personally and from a business perspective you know all the costs are being stripped out of the business so we're probably being more financially astute than we've ever been before so it's not that we're just taking that cash and then, you know doing a George Best and, and just drawing it out in 50s and throwing it on the bed and getting the champagne out it's that we're you know, tempting, but it's <laughs> yeah. very tempting, yeah. I'm not sure how it works when you've got four kids in the house like me or, or, or three like you. <laughs> but um it, it's tempting. But you know, we are now in a better position and actually those funds are being used to improve some of the properties. So, you know, my, my, my frustration only goes so far because we just move on, because any one of us that's been doing this for any period of time, you know, <laughs> this is just part of the job, isn't it? But yeah, yeah. You know, right you know for, for my part now if someone because of issues i've had previously if someone says oh i've got a great deal but it's coming and it's coming from paragon and my first thought is mm, can you look at other banks for me please and you know tmw i think they'll be okay for you know i've got them on a standard buy to let i think they're okay and i think their rates are well i don't know what their current rates are but their rates previously were, were pretty good but you know it just for me it, it just belies a um maybe an immaturity of of the Of the lender in the in the you know property rental space because you know we've currently got a bridge which is actually a very good bridge but on you know even if they loaned at seventy percent that would put us in a good place and we're talking about property in you know Greater London that's been bought at a good price and we've added we're we're adding significant value to it by adding two stroke three rooms so yeah it's just it's one of those where you, you just feel its computer says no and there's no real um yeah you know, the underwriters not giving
0: any latitude yeah i think it's just where everyone has slightly gone towards the panic mode and and being extra extra cautious so uh, it seems yeah. to be affecting TMW perhaps more than more than some other lenders mm. are you uh, or, or have you got other lenders your 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 broker are looking at yeah so obviously of looking at alternatives fortunately
1: we're on quite a good bridge i mean for anyone that's on the standard buy to let rate five percent plus is going to sound high but for a bridge it's it's pretty good i think we're on it's um, very
0: good for a bridge yeah
1: yeah it's it's around that i think i think it's come down because of what's what's gone on with interest rates and everything else so you know the actual monthly cost is is around 770 i think which is you know for 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 the for the rent that we would get for the flat is about 50 percent, even though we're you know we're still targeting it as a flip so yeah we've just got to hope that there are other lenders out there as always with, with most of my properties there's a few other sort of complexities around around it as well but uh not for the you don't
0: problem. like taking the easy options do you <laughs> i don't
1: i wish i did i wish i did i wish i'd you know no, I don't, actually. I, I like doing what I do. But equally, I think, you know, when I hear about people just building solid buy-to-let portfolios over a period of time, I think, yeah, that's that's definitely the way to go. But, you know, we each have different goals, as we've talked about in the past, I think.
0: Uh, you, you say building a, a solid buy-to-let portfolio sound, sounds good. Um, It's actually one of your simple buy-to-let, single-let properties that's giving you trouble at the moment, isn't it, on, on the rental side? If we...
1: Yeah, good shout. Yeah. Yeah, so um, unfortunately, we've got a tenant who's just gone M.I.A., and I uh, will be giving them a call after this podcast. Actually, find out what's happening, and it's a shame. Really nice guy, couple, and you know we appreciate it's difficult times. I mean, I- I've tried calling a couple of times and and left a message. I mean, and and the message just said, you know, just a quick message to see how you are. I hope everything's okay. Let me know. You know, no mention of rent, nothing. And and that was my standpoint was going to be actually if. If the tenant's in difficulties, I'm not going to mention it uh, other than to say, look, don't, don't worry about it for now. Let's, let's come back to it. When, when things get, get uh, back to normal or, or you, you know, you can see a light at the end of the tunnel. Well, I just, I generally just wanted to catch up with him, see, see if everything's okay. But we now haven't heard from him for um, about six weeks. So um,
0: does that cover yeah. a couple of missing rent payments or, or just one so far?
1: No, we've missed uh, at least two. Where are we? Um, yeah, so we, we'll have, well, I think we're, yeah, we're just about to miss the third.
0: Oh, cranky. And um, they're missed entirely,
1: not not yeah. just no yeah. or anything. Yeah, no, no, it's all, all yeah. So, mm. so, so that's yeah. a challenge. You know, it's, I guess the, the positive side of it is it's my smallest property. It's just studio flat. However, it's the one in uh, yeah, Kingston, so southwest London, just southwest Great London. So, the rent's not going to be small. <laughs> the rents the rent's not small, and to be fair it's one of these where we've got a very small margin on it to be honest we've, we've kind of kept the flat mainly for capital growth rather than cash flow so um it just about washes its face and probably doesn't if i did the if i did the the proper p and l on it it'd probably come out just about break even i'd say but you know over the years it's done a lot of good things for us it's paid for a holiday to australia it's you know it's helped buy a house, those sorts of things so it's been a little. Uh, it's been a little golden goose,
0: yeah. Keep keep remortgaging. Keep um, keep that capital value growing, and uh, you can get all sorts of great things from that.
1: Yeah. Although my my sort of personal view on it, I know I know the market will keep going. It's 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 thirty meter square property that that was bought for about 107, 17 years ago, and. and you know the value now, depending on the level of refurbishment, would be somewhere between two thirty, two fifty. My my view is that it's kind of reaching the ceiling because, okay, it, you know, if, if if it goes up to three hundred thousand, I'm not sure w- what market's going to look at that. So I'm kind of getting to the stage where I am thinking about offloading.
0: I mean, that, that's a very small property, but it, I think, values do just keep going up. I mean. Apart from anything else, they've got to counter the fact that inflation takes value away from each pound we have. So the the property growth generally outstrips inflation, but the 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 actual raw numbers will always keep going up, even if uh, property growth or property values are not outstripping inflation.
1: Yeah, I, I don't. I, I I do agree with that. I think for me, it's when I just think about the mark, the next market that would buy it in the future. You know so 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 my wife bought it when when she was a singleton, and you know that is the market singles markets, and thinking about you know the the property it is if if they're gonna get priced out of this unless they've got you know um you know again the bank of mum and dad which is which are, which is more than feasible then it's it's another investor buyer, so my concern is that if it's another investor buyer once you hit between two fifty and three hundred. the the current rental on it it's it's a very low yield so that's for me it's just getting to a stage where it's like well you know could just be better off um selling it but we've then got cgt and other wonderful things to
0: consider so i can see your point there the if it's targeting singletons and first-time buyers probably there there is uh, a a difficulty in affordability certainly at the moment so, so yeah, I can, I can see what you mean about that, uh, reaching a, a certain limit.
1: Yeah, but then equally, uh, <laughs> you know, in violent agreement with each other, but I, I agree, you know, that the, the property prices do keep increasing. But then I just think to myself, well, you know, it's 30 metres squared. If in 10, 20 years' time it's a half a million pound property, then then it's half a million pound property. But then I think, where's the market gone for that? Because as as bank of mum and dad's money cascades down and – you know it, it's 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 gonna get trickier and trickier but uh yeah that's that's the that's the pub conversation isn't it
0: <laughs> so apart from that one uh missing tenant, are others proceeding pretty much as you'd expect and
1: well it's 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 a bit like you say actually my the other property the one bed flat I've got that's the other one where we're we're getting payments intermittently because you know sadly she's had to apply for um universal credit and mm that's not fully covering everything that it needs to cover. So, you know, that, that one, you know, the payments on that are getting a bit spotty as well, but, uh, you know, but other than that, the, the student portfolio and the young professional is, you know, dare I say in, in, in pretty good health. And I think the, the challenge we've got is just to see where we come out in terms of, you know, as, as we've spoken about before, I won't go into it again here, but in, you know, where we're going to be with the universities in September, October, how many, you know, how many people would be returning to the areas? But, you know, the the silver lining for me was the fact that we've got, um, a, you know, a young professional let, and that has been, you know, outstanding. And I guess the tenant type there, you know, um, trainee solicitors, you know, not all young professionals. I mean, some ones, a, ones of work are all still fairly young, but you know, they seem to have, you know, just been able to to do what a lot of us have been able to, fortunately, be able to do, which is,
0: you know, remote working and so on. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, touch wood. That's that's been pretty good. How, how about yourself? My news on the rent front is very boring, as in everyone seems to be paying. Um, so it's it's a good boring, but, um, but yeah, it's very very uneventful. Uh, yes, I'd, t- I'd take that. The uh, the the latest rents uh, were, were slightly reduced, uh, which I uh, volunteered to, to my tenants. Uh, but uh, but so far nothing missing. Uh, no more no more delays even. Um apart from that that one a couple of months ago now. So all all looking good really. I was just gonna ask about your your focus on young professionals and whether you'd considered the possibility whether refocusing or, or, or targeting um people who are actually on benefits on universal credit could be a, a more stable uh tenant and, and income from tenant in the future yeah
1: it's it's something I've considered a couple of times in the past and there is a market there and of course there's an altruistic side of me that that wants to do that I want to you know my my um, my older sister works in in serving you know younger people helping them get housing getting on the ladder and that kind of thing so there's part of me that really you know ascribes to that and wants to to help you know, I but I'll try and do it in other ways, you know, the other side of it. And, and, you know, part of the truth is that particularly in these areas, the demographic and the type of customer, you know, because they are customers, the type of tenant you're serving are very different. And, you know, I've seen it firsthand quite recently, that, unfortunately, you know, more often not because, you know, and this, and this is a, this not, this is a bit of a generalization. I know it's not the case for everyone, but for a lot of the times, you know, the, the tenant type, might not be the sort of tenants that are taking as much care of the property. Now, just to balance that out, I do know, you know, people that, you know, like the girl that's in my property now, she's on universal credit. And I know she takes very good care of the property, It's very house pride. So I'm, I'm sure there's a, a much bigger percentage that don't. But in my properties where we're talking about multi-tenant properties, um, I think there is there is a greater risk of more, you know, more issues with the house, and works to be done and and i have seen that quite recently so it's one that has to be balanced i think it's a tricky it's a tricky one for me because part of me does want to be able to provide that need but then equally having having seen some of it firsthand i know it can be challenging from a from an investment perspective because it requires greater time and and financial investment and from a strictly financial perspective you know typically the rates can uh, can be lower
0: i think it's certainly has a reputation for being a difficult market but i have heard uh, stories or, or seen uh, landlords who actually follow that as their their dedicated strategy they specifically approach councils and help them find or help them house people who need housing. They get support from the council that way. And then the the rental income is very reliable because it, it's coming from the government effectively. So it does have, have benefits. And assuming you can vet the tenants fairly well, hopefully you can um, avoid the, the worst problems or the worst potential problems. I mean, I, I guess it's like, any tenant you always want to mm. talk to the tenant you always want to to meet them <laughs> not that that's very possible these days um and there, there will always be some tenants you just get a bad feeling about and you you choose not to to rent your property to yeah and others who who hopefully will uh, will prove themselves to be be good and reliable
1: yeah it's so true it's so true and i think the thing that i you know always think about as well is that ultimately you know, if you solve a problem you, know, you, you can benefit from that and i know people not personally but I know, I know there are people that have built strategies around it very you know financially rewarding strategies around serving this very customer base because of that you know because of the view that i previously shared which is oh it's a difficult tenant type and you know who wants to deal with them and actually they've gone on to build a very successful business around it with with you know, tens if not hundreds uh, serving tens if not hundreds of those people. So I think there's definitely, um, you know, elements to it. And and you're absolutely right. It's, it's about talenting. and you know, for me, and and also actually, if you're providing the right house, most people will look after it. You know, my view is that if if you provide a good product, you know, in our house, most people will look after it. And you're absolutely right in terms of serving the tenant type. I think it's just down to preference. And you know, unfortunately, I guess I've had a couple of bad experiences recently. And again, it's it's it actually is not not people that are on credit It was with students so you you know it would prove an example to say oh yeah all students are going to trash your house because someone has just trashed the house but then equally 85 90 of them don't so no you're right it's really just about
0: doing the diligence and and properly yeah and the the market size for those on on benefits on universal credit is certainly a growing one at the moment Mm. Uh, so but of course Another potential problem, sort of circling back to the kind of topic we started on today. Quite often, mortgage companies actually have clauses in their their mortgages that say you you cannot let to um to benefits payments. Uh, similarly, with uh, some insurance as well, also has has restrictions on that. It's it's not always straightforward to 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 sort of change to that approach. Yeah, and I, and I suppose
1: that that final point is 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 really what I was trying to get to, and I didn't quite articulate is the is the point and the reason that happens is it's like it's insurance is because obviously they do risk profiles, and the higher the risk, obviously either your premium goes up, or in those cases, which I find appalling actually that they would that, that they would have those caveats in there. However, from an insurance perspective, yeah, you know, I understand, and and that's the point is that you are talking about a higher risk a higher risk category of people rightly or wrongly and you can mitigate that by doing all the things that you've just mentioned however they are a
0: higher risk. Yeah one approach I've heard about to mitigate that risk um, personally by the landlord is to actually be a a support mechanism for the tenants so you actually help them with universal credit claims you help them in in their sort of everyday life and process through those those mm. difficulties to to ensure that they they can get the right benefits and if they ever have trouble with them they know they can ask for for help from the landlord and and hence as the landlord there you you stay aware of when those those problems may occur before they happen because because people do keep that communications channel open
1: yeah brilliant and and you're helping the person at the same time what brilliant what a brilliant approach and. You know, for me the win-win is what it's all about and, and you know so again there are people out there that will be better at doing that
0: than others that can that can help doing that so yeah i wonder if there are any agencies out there that uh, specialize in in that level of, of care and support for for more hands off landlords but but landlords who would like to
1: yeah yeah there, there are agencies that do that but uh, purely as intermediaries not but again I think potentially a really good idea if you had a, an agency that could niche down I mean like I say I think my sister works for a company that is that one of those agencies and you know they solely focus on meeting the needs of more vulnerable people in the community and actually helping them so they'll do all of the administrative work get them the, the properties uh, and they'll serve as the intermediary between the letting agent and you know the, the vendor so to speak but you know, there could be a market for you know an agency, you know the the, the you know the, the
0: marketplace to do that. Well, with that uh, free business idea for anyone out there, <laughs> I think we're uh, we're probably out of time for today. Yeah. So I will just ask listeners to please leave us a, a rating and review if you can on whatever podcast system you use. Show notes are available at thebusinessofproperty.com dot com, and we will talk to you again next week.